makes a company great? What makes a company tick? You know, the companies that have lasted for years and will be around for years to come. At Markel Group, what we found is that it's beyond great product or service. Those are important, sure, but it's really about the people who drive culture, who embody the spirit of the work, and who build lasting relationships across organizations. We're on a journey to tell the stories of those people, the ones who make Markel Group successful. Welcome to Markel Style. I'm Ace Callwood. I'm Matt Johnson. And we're back for another Markel Style Session episode. But before we kick off, for those who are just tuning in for the first time, what the heck are we doing here, Matt? We're telling the stories of the people who won something called the Markel Style Award, which mm. is Markel Style is our culture and creed, and these people really embody the values that are in there. I dig it. All right. If anybody wants more information, go watch the first episode. Uh, let's jump into this episode. We're talking about a little company that most folks haven't heard of called Markel. That's it. Uh, just a little Fortune 500 with 60 offices and 5,000 people around the globe. That's oh, is that it? it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. So Mar Markel's an insurance company. That's it. But how did, maybe give me the um, the unabridged history. I want the whole thing. This is Sam Markell, first generation Jewish immigrant, was living up in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, this was down in the in the, around the 20s. He decided to move down to Virginia for better economic opportunities. Norfolk, if I remember correctly. Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk. You know. That's You've how we heard say parts it. of this story. That's it. So down in Norfolk, we had, uh, in the 20s, you had you know pretty vibrant economic conditions for a lot of people, but there were some folks, especially in that area, yeah. a lot of GIs who had come back from the First World War who couldn't find traditional employment. Mm -hmm. And so they actually started essentially the Uber of their day. They were running these taxi cabs that were unregulated and they would charge a flat fee, a nickel. Yeah. And at the time, a, a nickel was called a jitney. That's why they call them jitney that's buses. That's not real. That's made up. <laughs> you, you made that up just now. Google it. Okay. And, All right. um, so, and so they had these jitney buses and um, the Norfolk City Council started to see some alarming trends. Mm. A lot of accidents. This is the early days. It was of just the wild west of like, what side of the street did you drive on? It, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And okay. these vehicles, you know, sometimes they would build extensions on them so extra people could sit in there. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like entrepreneurial spirit lives down uh, in Norfolk. That it does. So, um, so the the city council got together and said, "Hey, we got to do something." So they passed an ordinance which essentially said everybody who drives a taxi cab of any shape or form has to have insurance. Yeah. Um, so immediately, these Jenny bus drivers went to insurance companies and said, "Hey." Can we get insurance? And traditional insurance companies, the early days of automobiles, were not equipped to underwrite this type of risk because mm -hmm. there are a lot of human lives on one single automobile. Yeah. That's a big liability, and there's no way you could charge a premium that made sense for somebody who's charging a nickel for a ride. Sure. Um, so Sam Markell was ever the entrepreneur, and he was always looking at problems that needed to be solved. I think that was probably his secret power. Yeah. He would look around and say, how can I help the people around me? And so he saw this issue and he convened a meeting of all these jitney bus drivers and said, basically, I understand there's no traditional insurance company that will uh, cover this. He had some experience in the insurance industry. Mm -hmm. And so they came up with the idea to, to essentially make their own insurance company. First, I, I didn't know anybody could be as fired up about insurance as you are. Let and me tell now you. I'm excited. Do you want some? Do you want some? <laughs> I've got some. You've just handed some over. I saw your jitney. In the, in the parking lot out there. Speaking of jitneys, uh, let's take a jitney bus to Summit, New Jersey. How about okay. that? This is, this is a master class in segues, Matt. Uh, we're we're going to go meet some of the people in Markel 
And there's an incredible woman in New Jersey named Katie Rubino who works yeah. in the business, and she won a Markel Style Award. Absolutely. So as you say, Katie works in Summit. She came in 15 years ago yeah. um, as a receptionist, and she had no experience in insurance, um, and she was essentially the type of person, you ever meet somebody, and you're just like, they're so switched on, mm. and they have a hunger and an ambition in their mm. belly, but you pair that with a great personality, and it's like, it doesn't matter if it's somebody at the, the grocery store line or you know somebody you meet in a doctor's office, you're like, I would hire that person. That's who Katie is. And so yeah. the minute she got in there, people were looking and saying, we gotta keep Katie around. And so within a few months, they said, Katie, would you be interested in joining the claims team? Um, and so she did, and she processed claims for our reinsurance division for a long time. And then she became a, essentially an underwriting assistant. And you know, you alluded to it, these are very complex insurance policies. So yeah. just writing and insuring somebody is a very complex process. So we have entire teams that move the mechanics of that along, and that's mm -hmm. what she's been doing. And then uh, recently she was promoted to lead a team of all of the underwriting assistants for Global Reinsurance Division. Global reinsurance. Uh, reinsurance is just insurance twice, right? Yeah. <laughs> for the uninitiated, give us the primer on reinsurance. Well, let me tell you, uh, Ace, like I studied mathematics and I, these guys gave me a run for my money in terms of complexity. Yeah, you right. would not believe the jargon and the complexity of insurance. So, yes, there is something called reinsurance. Yep. But I think we should talk to Todd Costacan, who is the chief underwriting officer for our global reinsurance division, because I think he does a little better job explaining it than I would. All right, to the pro. So reinsurance in its simplest form is insurance for insurance companies. So insurance companies aggregate risk and sometimes the risk that they take on gets bigger than they're comfortable with. So they go out and buy these large contracts of reinsurance where they offload some of that risk into a secondary market called the reinsurance market. Well, you could have just started with that, Matt. Reinsurance <laughs> is insurance for insurance. That's that, it. That was easy enough. <laughs> even, even you, you got that. Um, okay, so Todd has now just framed what Katie does because she's it. running a team at Markel Global Reinsurance. And let's, let's jump back in to the Katie story her impact in the business seems widespread and as evidenced by her winning a style award, enough folks have pointed to Katie as the woman inside the business, or one of them at least, who is doing some incredible work. Let's talk about the impact. Yeah, so you know, for to exist as long as Markel has, you there, you know, leaders have to wear two hats. One is you have to have the vision and make the decisions that are gonna drive the business forward. But at the same time, you almost have to be looking to the rear view to say, who's gonna take up the mantle when I'm gone? Mm -hmm. And you actually have to identify and prepare the next generation of talent to move forward. And I think if you look at Katie's impact, she's really done a nice job of getting that next generation ready to be supporting underwriters in our reinsurance division. So how about this? Let's go talk to one of those people and hear how he shares his story about Katie Arthur. Oh, I love Arthur. Yeah, let's let's hear from Arthur right now because he is going to, you know, basically Arthur came in um, and took the job that Katie had when she was in claims. And, you know, it wasn't even her official job to train him. But as you'll see with what he says, she did a darn good job getting him ready to go. Let's go talk to Arthur. 
I actually replaced her. She was in the claims department and she was moving over to underwriting and there was an opening and I was able to take the opportunity to come over to Markel with her advancing to underwriting. Katie trained me for the first, I would say at least 60 days, if not more, probably more. <laughs> I had to run over to her quite a few times, Katie. Um, and she was always, always there. Her personality, which is personal, you know, I know about her family life, she knows about my family life. It's not just all work we speak, you know, we'll talk about work, we'll, but we also take the time to talk about family and, and that's what's important and that's what Markel is all about, family. And she brings that to the table. Her door is open, just like her heart. So that's Arthur talking about Katie and you can, there's something palpable there as Arthur is talking about what Katie has done for him and his understanding of the nuance and complexity of the business and an articulation of the Markel way, if you will. Here is yeah. how we do work and write by our customers and our colleagues. Uh, that, that last line of Katie's door is always open, like that one sticks. And he talks about her heart as well, which you don't always hear in the professional context, but again, you felt it. And that for me is, I think, why we're telling Katie's story, for one, but really the, the people around and the impact that one might have on them if we take training seriously, if we say, hey, I'm here to support you so we can all do great. Like, that's pretty awesome. It's amazing, Ace, but I do need to warn you a little bit. Mm. If you go up to that summit office, um, you will see when you meet Katie Rubino everything you just said. Mm -hmm. She's inspiring. She's supportive. But I'm also going to tell you, you need to watch your back because Katie Rubino has more pranks for more people than probably anybody in Markel. Yeah. And so part of the Markel style is to keep a sense of humor. Mm. And I think it's kind of funny that, you know, why would a company write that into their value statement? Yeah. But if you look at our history, it's always been what we're about. You yeah. know, it's just enjoying what we're doing, having a little fun. And Katie really over-indexes on that in the best way. There's a school of thought that says we should take the work seriously and ourselves significantly less so. And yeah. that, I, like, as I've started to get more and more of Katie's story, that seems to be the ethos is we've got complexity and we've got risk and we've got uh, sometimes people's lives or their livelihood at stake as we're deciding what we insure, how we insure it, and how we give people that sense of comfort at the same time, we're humans and you know we can cut loose and have a little bit of fun. I mean, to, to that end, Katie's great. I was gonna say good. Katie <laughs> is great at this. Uh, I believe there's a clip of Katie Rubino's greatest hits. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go watch that. When we had, um, you know, the, the computer towers used to be able to hit, I think it was like control alt and the down arrow and it would flip your screen upside down. A couple people, uh, listen to you know the radio playing so i would change it to a cot 97 which is like the the rap station for new york city and that would be a little startling for some people when they came in one of my favorites was we had a, like a wireless doorbell and we hit in somebody's drawer um that we would ring here and there um my personal favorite was used to be able to I mean, nobody sends faxes anymore but you could um, attempt to send a fax to someone's cell phone or their work phone and you would um when you do that and you don't actually send a fax, it just keeps retrying, so their phone keeps ringing and they keep hearing the, the fax noise. And I had a box of those, uh, the snaps that you throw on the ground and make noise. And we put those, uh, or I put those under the, the wheels of his rolling chair. So Katie Rubino, 
bundle of fun. There's the seriousness of the work, and then there's seriousness in the community in which Katie exists, and and it seems like she orients to both of those really well. As we were capturing stories, folks were talking about her work out with the people that she lives with and around, and I want to capture some of that because that's that seems critical for the type of person we're talking about here. So Katie has fun. She gives people a hard time. She does great work, and she's also helping the community move forward as well, as I remember. Absolutely. So Katie has been... Um, I would say within Markel, she's got to probably be the biggest fundraiser we've ever seen for any any cause or yeah. nonprofit. Um, there's an organization called Covenant House, which provides services for is it foster care. Is that what that is? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's it's kids who are aging out of foster care, and it's you know basically an organization that if you look at the statistics, they're they're not so good. Mm-hmm. You know, the probability that somebody is going to really emerge from foster care into a productive and healthy lifestyle is not that is not that high and so this organization provides wraparound services for those kids and that could be housing that could be education support or any number of life services that they may need i mean talk about a cause the things that we care about and the things that we find some connection to are powerful and and katie not only finds time and makes space for that but has also wrangled quite a bit of money. How's how she go about that? <laughs> Tell me how that works. So every year there's a sleep out campaign, which is a fundraising campaign where uh, Katie assembles a team, and this is you know throughout the insurance industry and really throughout a variety you know United States, um, where you essentially get a team and you sleep on the streets as if you were a houseless person, and um, and then you raise money for the Covenant House for that. Um, and so they've been doing this for a number of years. Katie's led the team. She's now, her total amount raised is over $375,000. And I should say, you know, one of the things that Markel really helps Katie out with is they have a three-to-one matching program. So for for every dollar that, you know, she makes, she gets $3 back. So if if somebody gives just as little as $25, then all of a sudden she's got $100 donation for a cause, thanks to Markel. And, And so I think that's really been... From our perspective, it, you you hear a lot of people talk about that uh, impact and that legacy from from Katie because without her, that three hundred seventy five thousand dollars wouldn't have been raised. Yeah. She was the one that brought that in. So this strikes me at two levels, Matt. The, at the individual level, there are the communities in which we exist and the causes for which we have an affinity, right? And Katie clearly, with Covenant House and and the kids that she gets to support, that piece is critical and it says a lot about her character who she is and and what she cares about but then there's the second level of Markel as an organization with an affinity for their people and those communities that they touch and I I, I remember in the long history of Markel, you mentioning Sam Markel had an ethos here that probably fits. Can you give me that? Yeah, so one of the big ideas, and we almost call it the dream of Markel, mm. is that every person who comes into contact with Markel and Markel Group is better off for having done so. Yeah, so as an outsider looking into Markel, it's, uh, whoa, they've got this this crazy gift program, but internally, it's that's cost of doing business, right? If we are not taking care of people, what are we doing? And so that that three to one match that Markel has allows Katie to to further her impact, but it has to start with her and the group. Markel has made space for, for that to be effective across the organization. Like, yeah, that's because pretty cool. If, if you build a company 
where people are better off because they came into contact with your organization. Yeah. That's how you power success because mm. you're going to attract customers, you're going to attract employees, you're going to attract shareholders, and you're going to have happy communities around you because you're operating by a golden rule. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm better off for you being here. Of course I want you here. It's a service-minded and sort of a, a, an approach that a lot of people may not take to business, but it's actually one of the most powerful strategies there is. Oh, I love that. So uh, let's let's stick with the theme of things that Katie's into. Yeah. Um, we've got giving back to the community. We've got training and making sure folks are moving through the ranks of Markel in support of the business. Uh, but but some of the things Katie digs, music is on the list, is my understanding. It is. And, uh, you know, given where she's from and... You might make some assumptions about what she what she likes on the music front. Uh, the boss, perhaps? Yes. Well, indeed. So, Katie, we, I mean, Summit, New Jersey is right northern New Jersey. Freehold's yeah. not that far. And for the connoisseurs among us, <laughs> they would know Bruce Springsteen was, in fact, born uh -huh. in Freehold, New Jersey, still resides in that area. And so you would expect that anybody from there is a tried-and-true Springsteen fan. And that Seems is reasonable. the assumption yep. I made. Uh -huh. um, so, I, you know, we're packing up with the gear and just having a chat with Katie. And I was like, hey, Katie, what's your favorite song? And she kind of looks at me with like a confused look, like what kind of question is that? Yeah. And I was like, you know, and she's like, no, I actually don't know. No, and I, I was like, know. oh, well, Springsteen, what's your favorite Springsteen song? And then she said, for um, those listening, um, you can hear Matt's heartbreak. <laughs> As he tells this story, she didn't know a Springsteen song. It's it's definitely stuck with me in yeah. a very real way. Yeah, did not know. And she was like, I couldn't even name a single record, Matt. And I was just like, it was a oof. But mm -hmm. we got to a situation, so I wanted to be open-minded. I was like, okay, well, if you don't like Springsteen, what do you like musically? Yeah. And she said, 90s hip-hop. And I was wow. like, okay. Okay. Um, All right. Like, true fan. I mean, that's far end from the boss, like, to go 90s hip-hop, yeah. which she's not wrong. She, yeah, I, it's I'm good into stuff. it. Okay. Great All right. stuff. All right. But, yeah, so she's like, she's now energized in the same way I was. And I'm, like, trying to hold on and get over my heartbreak. But then she, she essentially gets in real quick, and she's like, you know, like... I, I just love like Tupac and, and you know, Method Man, Red Man, the whole thing. And so she's like going through the list and mm -hmm. I was like, this is amazing. And um, and she's like, you know, my son Vincent was a scheduled birth. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And she's like, and I got to choose his birthday within a little bit of a window. And so I chose April 17th. And now she's looking at me as if I know what April 17th is, the same way that I was looking at her asking yeah. what your favorite song is. And of course, I don't know what April 17th is. And so I say, and what's that? And she says, it's Red Man's birthday. And wait, so, wait, wait, wait. So she, she chose Red Man's birthday for her son to be born. That's if it. If I remember her birthday, she shares a birthday with Tupac. Tupac. That's it. I mean, that, that makes sense. Now. It was okay. written in the universe. It in dictated. the stars. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, we had this situation. But anyway, fast forward now. Yeah. We get to the shareholders meeting, and we like to do recognition of all the style award winners yeah. um, at that event. I was there. It was, yeah. it was really cool. And all of the style winners were there, uh, many of whom, their stories we get to tell. Yeah. Okay. And um, and so we wanted to surprise Katie, and and I went to the the folks at you know Markel Group, my mm -hmm. my leadership, and I was like, hey, um, I got this Red Man story, and yeah. we started kicking around ideas. And believe it or not, like you would think this idea would get shot down immediately, but I was like, you know. We could see if we could get a video of Redman uh -huh. kind of thanking Katie or acknowledging Katie. And um, and so they were like, yeah, go for it. And I was like, wait, wait, we can actually go approach Redman and see? 
And so, sure enough, that's what we did. We got a video from Redman, and um, and he acknowledged Katie, and then we were able to surprise her with it at the yeah. shareholders' meeting. Well, let's roll that, because that moment was a special one. Hey, Katie, what's good? What's good? What's good? Um, hey, listen, I want to thank you for being the best teammate. Your coworkers, they love you. Um, all your, your, your colleagues, they love you. They just want to sh- show you some love. I just want to show you some love because I heard you're one of my biggest fans and it's only right that I show you the love. You know, like you show the love, I show the love back. That's how this world should work. This world should work with love payments, right? What a legend. That is the red man talking to Katie Rubino in front of the entirety of the Markel annual shareholders meeting. I mean, talk about a magic moment that started with Katie and turned into this reminder of what Markel's all about, distilled to a phrase, let's show the love. That's it. And I think Redman might have just distilled the style down in as few words as we've heard uh, anybody ever do, including you and I, for sure. True. Um, But- but it's true. And all the history we've talked about from San Markel on, you realize that this business is truly people first. Yeah. And there's a real power that comes when you orient yourselves towards the idea that I can help my customers win, whether it's a jitney bus or a, a tanker or yeah. a piece of art yeah. or a dredge, as we talked about last uh-huh. time my customers will be better off on the basis of having done business with us. I can help my employees win because they will find a rewarding career that allows them the opportunity to have the sorts of connections that we talked about, whether it's with Arthur or Todd or Francesca. And and then we will talk about our shareholders, absolutely, because they will make money and they will see their company grow. But the reason it grows is because it's people first. Mm -hmm. That's that win-win-win of Markel, if you will. So we've got one last story to That's tell, it. if I remember correctly, uh, we're going to go hear from Todd again. Yeah, and remind me his role. He's he's the head underwriter. Yeah, chief underwriter. Chief underwriter. Yeah, for um, our global reinsurance division. Okay, well, let's go talk to Todd. I just got back to the office yesterday, and sitting on it, my desk was a postcard, and the postcard was from my aunt's farm where I spent summers as a child and Katie was aware that my aunt had recently passed and so she googled and she found the obituary that talked about my aunt's farm and she went on eBay and found a postcard from Maplevale Farm. As soon as I saw it, I I absolutely remembered it from something around 50 years ago. (laughs) <laughs> no, she just left it there. But I knew. I knew. As, as soon as I looked, I said, Katie. I mean, what, what do you add to a story like that from Todd other than Katie and what she does and who she is is everything we're talking about with the Markel style. Indeed. And we're grateful for her. I love it. We'll see you next time, man. See you. See you.